Welcome to the Families of Character show. I'm your host, Jordan Langdon, and as a wife, mom, and licensed clinical social worker, you get practical parenting stories, research-based parenting solutions, and most of all, support. Lean in and let yourself be inspired and reminded of the gifts you have as a parent. Let's jump right in. Hey, parent friends. Do you ever wonder if love is overrated? Think about how it's portrayed on social media, in movies, and in the music that we listen to. Our culture has some issues, right? They demonstrate love in ways that are contributing to broken marriages and contributing to sexually violent relationships and selfish relationships that lend themselves to sex and porn addictions and ultimately a feeling of emptiness and unhappiness. So I think it makes sense that we get desensitized to the word love or become kind of disenchanted with the word because it's just so overused and definitely misrepresented. So what's love got to do with it? Now I could go into that song, but I'm going to spare you my voice there. I'm not the singer and the musical one in my family. As parents, we want our kids to know how to love to love us, to love their siblings, of course, to love their friends, and then to love a future spouse. And the way they learn how to love is through us. So first, I just want to share some of the fun ways that kids define love. So I found these on dailygood.org. They asked a question, what does love mean to four through eight-year-olds? And here are their responses. Tommy, who's six, says, love is like a little old woman and a little old man who are still friends even after they know each other so well. So cute. Elaine, who's five, says, love is when mommy gives daddy the best piece of chicken. Here's another one. When my grandmother got arthritis, she couldn't bend over and paint her toenails anymore. So my grandfather does it for her all the time, even when his hands got arthritis too. That's love. Another one, love is what's in the room with you at Christmas if you stop opening presents and listen. Bobby said that. Wow. If you want to learn to love better, you should start with a friend who you hate. That was Nika, age six. Whoa, are you kidding me? We need a few more Nikas on this planet. She's so right. And Karen, who's seven, says, when you love somebody, your eyelashes go up and down and little stars come out of you. What an image. It's so sweet. Love is when mommy sees daddy on the toilet and she doesn't think it's gross. Oh, Mark, that's classic. He's six. Jessica says, you really shouldn't say I love you unless you mean it. But if you mean it, you should say it a lot because people forget. And here's my favorite one. So there's an author and lecturer His name is Leo Buscaglia, and he talked about a contest that he was asked to judge. And the purpose of the contest was to find the most caring and loving child. And the winner was a little four-year-old boy whose next-door neighbor was an elderly gentleman whose wife had recently died. And he noticed the man crying on his back patio, and the little boy went into the old gentleman's yard and climbed up onto his lap and just sat there. 
And his mother was watching. And his, his mother asked him when he came back across the yard, and, and she said, what did you say to the neighbor? And the little boy said, nothing. I just helped him cry. Wow, that four-year-old gets it. He put his own needs aside to simply be with his neighbor who is grieving. So let's take a deeper dive. What is love truly? If we go by the dictionary definition, it's a profoundly tender, passionate affection for another person, a feeling of warm personal attachment or deep affection as for a child, parent, or friend. As a counselor for over 20 years working with couples, I can't tell you how many times I've asked a married couple, do you love each other? And here's their response. There just isn't that spark anymore. The feelings are gone. Marital commitment is more than just sparks, friends. If our love is only based on a feeling, we'll be very disappointed. And so will our kids. So love is not a feeling. No, love, true love, is the daily act of dying to oneself. It's dying to and letting go of what we want for the sake of the other person. You and I both know love is not that comfortable, fuzzy feeling you see on the cheesy Hallmark movies. I mean, no offense. I've watched a couple myself, but they just go a little over the top. Like life isn't really like that. Love is sacrifice. Love is actually about becoming uncomfortable for the sake of another's comfortability. Love is choosing the other person's wants above your own. All within reason, of course. But stick with me here because this might be making the hair on the back of your neck stand up. And I, I get that. This is, this is difficult to hear. But if love means putting aside our own wants and desires in order to serve someone else, it could feel like constantly pouring out into others, right? Giving your spouse to your kids, your coworkers, and you're right. But what if your spouse, your kids, and your coworkers were pouring into you every day too, putting their own passions and desires aside in order to do something for you. You see where I'm coming from? Cultivating a spirit of giving in your home where everyone is trying to serve another person is the exact mindset that communicates true love. A friend of mine recently shared with me how he and his wife went to a counselor because they just couldn't agree on anything. And they felt like they were always at odds with each other. And and they had noticed that after five kids, they had just realized they had very little in common. And the counselor gave them one assignment. She said, you know what? I want you to go home today and don't say a word to each other for two weeks. The only reason you can use words with each other is if you need to communicate about your kids, some transactional type of conversation. If it's about the kids, Go ahead, but otherwise, no talking. Instead, I want you to do one thing every day for the other person that they would like, and it can't cost any money. And then when you come back in two weeks, we'll reevaluate how you're doing, but don't break the rules. Whew, that sounds hard, guys. They took her advice, and 
A few days in, they noticed a softness that had come over them when they looked at each other. They began to laugh in the presence of each other. And then they felt that distance between them, that gap, start to shrink. Well, why is that? Love isn't words. It isn't a feeling. Love is a choice and it's sacrifice. It means putting the needs of someone else above your own, maybe for two minutes, maybe for three hours, and maybe at times it's for an entire weekend. But think about it. When was the time you remember feeling loved by someone? I want you to reflect here. What was happening there? Did someone stop on their way home from work and pick up dinner for you and then drop it off because they knew you were sick and your family needed to eat? That's sacrifice. Maybe your spouse rearranged their schedule so they could have coffee with you every Wednesday morning. Maybe your spouse prioritized intimacy even when they were tired or busy. So what was it for you? It's rarely the dozen roses or the ring or the social media post about how amazing and wonderful you are. Instead, it's someone doing something specifically for you without themselves in mind, without themselves in mind. That's why we say it's dying to self. It's sacrifice. Acts of love mean pouring into someone else, meeting them where they are, doing something they like, regardless of whether that's your thing. A guy recently told me, he said, I don't get it. My wife is always disappointed because I don't compliment her when she wears a new dress or she comes home from the salon and has just had her hair done. I just don't notice these things. And I'm not big on compliments. I don't need people complimenting me to know that I'm loved. And I just stopped him right there. And I said, man, your wife is giving you the blueprint She's giving you the answer how she feels loved. Do whatever it takes to notice her in her new dress, to compliment her hair when she has a hair appointment, whether it takes a reminder in your phone or whatever, like this will be a deposit in her love bank. She's giving you the answer. It'll mean even more to her if you compliment her because she knows you. She knows this isn't your thing. It's completely about her. It's a sacrifice and something you have to work at. So that counts. That's love. You guys, all of us want our kids to be great spouses and parents. So practically speaking, how can we condition our kids to love in this way? To have and know sacrificial love. The best way is by fostering a spirit of giving right in our own homes, right underneath our own roof. So let's do, let's just get practical about this. You know, I love practical ways of implementing behaviors that lead to healthy habits. We've all done these in our home, my my family. So Team Langdon has been on board for every single suggestion I'm giving you right now. Otherwise, I wouldn't say it. Draw names. Don't wait for Christmas time. Draw names in your family and do what that counselor suggested. Do one thing for your person every day that doesn't cost money. And it's something specific to that person. Put up a little checklist on the wall, a little spreadsheet. 
that has everybody's names and just the days of the a week. And then track it. Put your little checkbox in there once you've done something for your secret buddy. This gets everyone in the habit of thinking outside of themselves every single day. And it's super fun. It's a good surprise. It's good to give and it feels good to receive. Another idea. It's Valentine's month. Get the construction paper out or even some printer paper. Cut out a couple hearts and then give somebody in your home what we call a heart attack. Okay. On each heart, paper heart, write a compliment that is specific to the person and then put it on that heart and tape it to their bedroom door and then add more every day. So over the course of the month, the 30 days, whatever, they see more and more specific compliments on their door. It's so generous. It's it's a beautiful act of love. Here's another idea. Schedule 15 minutes a day for one-on-one time with each child. We do this at our house. Lincoln loves to ride the hoverboard, so I'll go watch him do his little hoverboard uh, obstacle course in our unfinished basement, okay? He loves it. He loves to show me what he's set up and done, and so I spend that time with him. Our oldest son, Parker, he has his favorite shows, so we'll watch his show together and then visit about it. Now, that's not every day. I don't have 30 or or an hour, 30 minutes or an hour every single night, but that's something that I can do with him. That is something he enjoys, whether I like it or not. And then with my daughter, we'll have special time after her gymnastics, and it's just she and I. So we may take a bath together, or we may paint our toenails, or do something where we can communicate and have one-on-one time together. Here's another one. Make intentional time for your spouse. You know what they like. Maybe it's quality time. An hour of coffee every Wednesday to talk instead of do what you would normally do during that hour on Wednesday. Intimacy. What about intimacy? We had a member in our parent community who took time out to write me a personal message and say, Jordan, Give everybody this advice. She said, the best thing my husband and I ever did that improved our marriage, we had young kids, three young kids. She said, "Is we decided to schedule intimacy. They put it on their calendar in code, of course, so that their kids didn't know what that meant. But they planned for it. She said, man, knowing when it was going to happen really helped me like get in the frame of mind to be fully present. And then after months of being consistent with this, She noticed that it led to more spontaneous intimacy. What an act of love. Committing to an act of connection and and union with your spouse and following through without excuses, without saying, oh, I'm so tired though. No, it's saying, you know what? This is important to us. We schedule this. And yes, I'm tired or yes, I'm busy or yes, I'm distracted. But this is an act of love. This is something that communicates love within our relationship. Here's another idea, guys. If you commit to do something helpful for your spouse, do it. Don't be that person that's like, you know what, babe? I'm going to start, you know, getting up every morning and cleaning up the kitchen for you. So that's not an issue for you. And then never clean up the kitchen. Like that's a tease, right? 
I don't want to say like, don't say it at all and don't commit, but choose your words. Be reasonable when you offer help, making sure you're able to follow through with it and that it's something that's helpful. Which brings me to the next one. Man, this is a slam slam dunk. Just ask how you can help. Ask your spouse. Ask your kids. They'll give you an open lane to make a slam dunk. Don't argue with them when they tell you what would be helpful. You got to trust that they know themselves and then try to fulfill their request. And finally, let your kids see you love on others. When you know your neighbor's sick, go take them a, a basket of tea with some natural honey, some homemade soup, or you know, ask to bring dinner for their family. And bring your kids along with you. You don't even need to tell them, this is an act of generosity. We're trying to love on our neighbor. No, just go do the thing and bring your kid with you. When they get used to accompanying you, when you're doing things for others, they want to do it too. It's a domino effect and it's beautiful because we are our best when we are serving others. When we are making acts of sacrificial love towards others, we are the best version of ourselves. Absolutely 100%. So parents, listen, your kid might not be number one in their class or drive the most fancy car or whatever, but listen, if they're conditioned to love, to truly serve others, they're going to be successful in whatever they do. Because life is about relationships. Everything we do includes a relationship. And if your kids are equipped to see a need and then fill that need and do this on autopilot, they're going to be full of joy. Loving is serving and serving is fulfilling. And when we feel fulfilled, we're able to access that deep joy. And deep joy means this for you. Less temper tantrums. Less fighting with their siblings. More pitching in around the house. More family unity. This team feeling, this cohesive team feeling in your family. Isn't that what you want? You guys, I am thrilled. I'm super excited to give you a sneak peek at our newest product that's launching here soon. We've got this awesome guided journal for kids coming out, and you got to see it. It's titled, The Best Me I Can Be. And this journal is all about learning how to love, developing a giving mindset. After testing this journal with many, many families, um, the moms have come back and said like, wow, I am so blown away, like, all of a sudden, my daughter will just say, Mom, I need to interrupt you from doing the dishes. And, and Mom's like, okay, for what? Because I just want to tell you that I love you. I just want to give you a hug just because. And they're saying, man, there's, there's less fighting, more pitching in. I mean, my kids are just seeing when something needs to be done and then doing it without being asked. That's right, because we built in little secret missions for the kids to do an act of generosity, to put on that giving mindset and go out into their family, into the home 
and find ways they can be helpers, happy little helpers. So we're super excited to share this with you. If you receive our weekly emails on Tuesday, you're going to be the first to know when we launch. And if you're not getting those yet, be sure you go to our website, familiesofcharacter.com, and hit that subscribe button up top to get put on our email list. These will be awesome birthday gifts for your kids to give to their friends, and even for grandparents to buy grandkids. And then best yet, just a great gift to your own child to get them in the habit of loving and serving those closest to them, their family. And also be sure that you join our community, our private Facebook group of other parents that are like-minded and want to grow and improve in family life. We'll have some super fun drawings for free copies of the journal, and we're also going to be sharing some sneak peeks there too. And Remember, we're on Facebook called The Thrive Community by Families of Character. All the links to these are in the show notes for today's episode. Happy Valentine's Day. Give yourself and your family the gift of true love by starting something new today. One little act of giving every single day. Jordan Langdon signing off. I'm going to catch you next episode. And remember, I'm always in your corner.